0: Welcome to DCRI On Record, an audio series in celebration of our 25th anniversary. Join us all year for conversations about important moments in DCRI's history, as well as some favorite memories.
1: Hello, I'm Magnus Oman. I'm a professor of medicine at Duke, and I'm also a faculty member at Duke Clinical Research Institute. Uh, it's wonderful to see that we have a 25th anniversary of this organization. I was there right at the beginning with Rob and others, and it's been an incredible journey uh, in these years. Um, it's been particularly fun, actually, because Rob, insightful as he was, he actually put forward new ideas that hadn't been in academic medicine. And one was around scientific publishing. And this is where Liz comes in. So I'll let you, Liz, introduce yourself.
0: Okay, great, thank you. I'm Liz Cook, and I head up the Medical Communications and Scientific Publications Group, and we're a team of medical editors here at the Duke Clinical Research Institute.
1: We've been very fortunate since this all started to have a very strong publishing group at uh, at DCRI. This, I think, distinguishes us from a large proportion of other academic research organizations. So it all started with somebody called Penny Hodson. Penny had been an editor of Circulation. Uh, Rob reached out to her when she had finished that commitment because, as he recognized, we're made to be doctors or researchers. We're not really made to be editors. And if you work in collaborative research when you have maybe 15, 20 co-authors, they all have comments. And how do you bring such diverse... Opinions and pieces together and make it actually work. And that's where, of course, an editor comes in. One of the other interesting features, and, and this was really instituted with the Gusta 1 trial, because when you do a 41,000 patient trial, you are likely to publish a lot of information out of that trial. I, I don't think that Rob Califf or Eric Tobel at the time had any dreams of how many manuscripts came out but I believe and Liz you can correct me but I think there was over 200 manuscript emanating from one single trial now one feature of this is that of course you need a central point where somebody looks at the manuscript that have been published or are in the works and making sure that duplication and other issues are are covered so that I think that was an important part of what you all did, and you still do.
0: That's true. Um, I think uh, over the years, we've definitely expanded our role in serving um, as publications project managers for sets of publications coming out of studies. And that's something that's, um, it's one of the key things we do now. Um, And we work very closely with publications committees and the PIs to ensure, as you mentioned, that there is an overlap, there's no duplicate publication. Often the publications managers also serve as the primary editor for all of the manuscripts coming out of that study. So they have an opportunity to really get to know the study and they're able to be more efficient and effective in their editing. Um, And, you also just begin to develop a rapport with the authors and with the PI and with the statisticians and it really becomes a really nice, fulfilling collaboration. I think this is a service that we offer that some of our academic collaborators don't. And the nice thing for us about that is that we often have an opportunity to then work with these academic institutions to um, help provide this service. So we've partnered with the Colorado Prevention Center on Publications. We've partnered with Uppsala Clinical Research Center on Publications and Canadian Vigor Center, just to name a few.
1: And I, I have to say that I almost reluctantly use the word service because it's so in, ingrained in our, what we do that it's really fundamentally the most important thing we do. Because after all, for us, publishing papers that will change the practice of medicine, that's what Mm -hmm. we're about. We do that and we have for many years and actually this collaborative work with editors have really facilitated this piece a lot. Uh, There's so many examples of this uh, trials that uh, or observations that changed the field of cardiology. Um, Obviously we talked about Gusto being the first large-scale US trial that looked at reperfusion therapy there's been papers that published uh, on primary pci that is now the only way we treat acute myocardial infarctions uh, the early troponin story started with a publication in new england journal of medicine so it's been a, it's been a long journey and in all of these pieces as we call you the publications group was behind us <laughs> And, uh, and, and made it happen.
0: I think that from the editor's perspective, one of the more rewarding parts of this job and this work at the DCRI is having that opportunity to work one-on-one with the faculty. We worked on the Gemini paper together. And when you're working on something like that, particularly a primary results paper, you know, you really do spend a lot of time together and you really are trying to iron out some details and get things done. And it's often on a compressed timeline. It helps to develop a relationship and a trust that I think then, facilitates further work together. You know, I think if the faculty trust us, you know, this is their paper, this is something particularly when they haven't worked with us before, this is a big deal. So I think that one of the things that's really nice for us as the editors is that we get a chance to work with the faculty and build these relationships and often what ends up happening is a faculty member will work with one editor and that's the person they work with. It's really valuable. The opportunity to develop those relationships is really key.